0: One. Welcome to a early-ish edition on this beautiful September 18th, uh, Sunday of week two. I'm George, uh, as usual, joined by the Dr. Eric Eager. We are recording a little earlier tonight. We're going to try and do this um, as the Sunday night football games permit. Because you know, if you need something to watch and the Sunday night game isn't providing it, we gotta get, we gotta move on to week three. Now, there's two great Monday Night Football games. We'll probably talk about those a little bit. But um, we're going to react to what was a really weird week two. I'm going to ask Eric if he's going to react appropriately to the disaster that is the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, we're going to guess the Lions for week three. Let's rock. Hopefully everyone's having a wonderful Sunday night. Eric, I have uh, Packers minus uh, 10, 10 and a half, whatever it is, in the Circa Millions contest. Did you have them in any? of You have three entries. Did you have them in any of your three? No. Um. I think – I'm not sure why we didn't pick that one.
1: Um, The only one that we have left on the board is Eagles minus two. We have that in – just one of our, our groups, that one could go four and one this week, which is how helpful we were aided quite a bit by the comeback uh, that we saw from our Arizona Cardinals. Uh, That was really good one. Um, But no, I mean, I'm really right now I'm in the pit of misery because I'm sweating out this AJ Dillon. I have an AJ Dillon over 49 and a half rushing yardage prop Mm -hmm. and he's at 50. Um, it looks like the Packers are going to kick a field goal to go up 17. So you're at least going to push that, which pushing doesn't actually help you in the circa millions no. contest, right? Because you don't no. get a half a point for that. Um, but so maybe we're on the opposite sides because I did bet bears over seven and a half second half points. And, uh, that one should have probably hit, but, um, we are waiting on one more drive from fieldsy here, uh, to try to get, to try to get us over that.
0: If so, I also had Cleveland minus six and a half in the Circa contest. And for anyone that needs a recap of that game, uh, it was a it was going to be a 14 point game until Cade York missed a PAT. Then it was a 13 point game. And then very quickly, it was a six point game. And then very quickly, it was a negative one point uh, margin for the Cleveland Browns. That was an absolute nightmare. Um, And I guess exactly what they deserve, given, I don't know if you saw this, but Cleveland fans can't help but put more terrible karma on themselves. Like every single week, I see some obnoxious, terrible pregame garbage going on over there. Today, it was um, some tailgate had a person laying on a folding table, clearly getting a massage with a towel <laughs> like over their midsection, but like clearly doing this
1: more to show off my shirt, but I'm also covering my
0: head. Um <laughs> like I, it was I, it was I, I if I, I just, had seen that before, you know, if you had shown me that before, I would have there's no chance that I would have picked that game. There's no way in hell um that I would have picked that game. Well the, the problem
1: is that yes it's a the the problem I have with the Cleveland Browns fan base is that <laughs> Just, and yeah. I'm going to go here, right, because who knows, um, is that there are great people in that fan base. There are people who I like in that fan base. There are fans of that team that I'm friends with. There are people who work for that team that I'm friends with. I, And yet, yes, when you hold up signs that say, like, basically everything under the sun, I want you to lose. I do. I can't, and, and I had Jets plus six and a half and a bunch of bets. Um, and honestly, if Nick Chubb falls down, which we thought Nick Chubb was woke about this stuff, remember? Because he mm-hmm. got us that win mm-hmm. against Houston in 2020. We yep. ran out of bounds instead of scoring a touchdown. If he lays down instead of scoring that last one, not to, the PAT was whatever. I mean, the fact that Joe Flacco found Corey Davis open deep was hilarious. And like, that mm-hmm. was going to get the cover yep. for, the, for the backers there. Um but it was an entirely different thing. It was an entirely different thing um, that that you know you get the onside kick too, right? And like that's just Cleveland, right? That's Cleveland. I even think that the broadcast posted the last time Cleveland started two zero was like way back in the uh, not Bernie Kosar but uh, like Vinny Testaverde uh, slash Bill Belichick era, mm-hmm. and I'm like you you don't do this. Like almost every fan base knows how to not do this, but the Browns like have been so horrible for so long that like they don't, they can't help themselves and they get stuck with it. I have not gone and perused uh, Browns Twitter because I'm too busy being extremely happy about Raiders Twitter, which gave us a ton of shit all off season for basically being like, Hey, this is the fourth best team in the AFC West. And now they get hawked down by a team that is as dysfunctional in the Phoenix Cardinals as I've ever <laughs> Like, like, how? Imagine losing a game when the other team needed a two point conversion to tie mm-hmm. you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they and and they out of a timeout get a delay a game. Yeah,
0: I just Impressive. You
1: know, sorry, Oakland, your your team stinks.
0: Yeah. So I was going to ask you this question. By the way, the um, Justin Fields interception now mercifully. Um, is, oh gosh. Well, yeah, unfortunate. For you you but hate to see that. It's going to allow us to battle back from that Cleveland loss. For so we're not getting, we're weeks. not
1: getting the over in this game.
0: No, it's not. I it's hate, not going to happen. That. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Um Yeah, I actually going into this week. So going into this week, we talked about this last night. Like, my God, this Sunday slate is rough.
1: AJ Dillon for no gain. Please do not reverse. <laughs> this is going to kill me, man. I. I uh, this
0: is this is why we are going live while the game is still going. So okay, you got watch. a yard. Okay, so we got we one yard. Watch, in the game. Eric, sweat this, um, but like this was going to be a challenging week. Like one of the only games that we really liked well, last Sunday night was Jacksonville plus four and end up closing plus three. They won outright in the most dominant yep. fashion, probably of any team this week, but. So I was going to ask you like what the most impressive performance was. And I was even trying to answer that question myself. And I was like, I really think there were only two impressive performances. And I think those two teams played one another. (laughs) So I'll ask you, what was the most impressive performance um, from this week?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I do think that the components of the Baltimore-Miami game were the most, were yeah. what you, that game had signal for me, right? Mm-hmm. The, the You look at the, doll, like, Oh, well, let's start with the Ravens. So, Lamar, nine carries, 119 yards. I know 80 of those were on one, 79 of those were on run-run, but you also had Rashad Bateman turning seven targets into 108 yards and a long touchdown. You had Mark Andrews doing his thing with nine catches on 11 targets for 104 yards and a touchdown. You even had Isaiah likely with four catches. Um, that team, that team's good, right? That team has offensive capabilities that we knew we we struggled to find that it would have. Um in the run game uh on offense. Um in the in the run game, other than Lamar, they're gonna struggle, right? You saw Kenyon Drake, six carries, eight yards. Um, Justice Hill, three for sixteen. You did not see Uh, you did not see JK Dobbins yet. So you look at the Ravens side of the ball offensively, Lamar's cooking, right? He, he looks like an MVP right now. Um, defensively, they couldn't, they, you know, defensively, I I tweeted out like, interestingly, like through six quarters, the new Miami dolphins offense had just two touchdowns. Um, And then in the second half, you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle running wide open. A combined, you know, 22 catches for 361 yards and four combined touchdowns. You even had Gasecki with another four for 41 and a touchdown. Like, this is, this is complimentary football. This is exactly, you know, what you're looking for when you're, when we, when guys like us are saying things like, when guys like us are saying things like, um, you know, complimentary receivers matter, blah, 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 mm-hmm. all those things. Um, that's what we mean, right? We mean that, you know, we mean that, um, you know, when getting one wide receiver is great, getting two wide receivers is going to make you an elite offense. And, you know, Waddle, there were times today where I'm like, Waddle is the number one receiver on this team. And then there were other times, obviously, right you know you see you see hill and he his amazingness and, and that was certainly uh, on display so mm-hmm. I, it was a good game i mean i i'm you know it was it was good to see this i if i'm baltimore i'm worried about not being able to cover anybody because that was your problem last year so um when we do our power rankings of the afc and nfc teams like i'm going to have both of these teams in the top 5 um at, but that's in large part because no other team has stepped up to the plate
0: yeah, that was the game that I was going to mention as well. Uh, both those offenses impressed me a lot. Um, what was interesting, actually, was both Waddle and Hill had a couple of drops. I want to say they had three drops, actually, between uh, the two of them. And, um, you know, for Tua, like, it wasn't one of these monstrous dot games either. Like, he was throwing the ball, I want to say, about an average of eight yards down the football field. So it wasn't anything crazy. Um, but he has a legit chance to be the highest graded uh, quarterback this week, um, and Lamar was outstanding as well. I I think those two. Um, obviously, I'm surprised though that you didn't mention your alliance. How how are you feeling as a the person that started the restore the roar movement? They finally actually came out roared and managed. Not to uh, not to crumble.
1: Yeah, I had a teaser um, that I lost a lot of money on because of that extra point uh, that Washington missed. Uh, Mm -hmm. I had a teaser that had Washington plus eight and a half and Carolina plus eight and a half, and I basically said, "Look, if either New York Giants or Detroit Lions win by nine or more, you charge it to the game, okay?" Mm -hmm. Because you know, and Detroit got up twenty-two nothing, and I'm like, okay. And, and this was after, you know, they had to settle for three on their first drive, a really good methodical drive. Mm-hmm. They missed a fourth down near Washington's goal line. They get a sack and a safety to get the ball back. Goff makes a brilliant throw on third down. Defense, Aiden Hutchinson had three sacks today, three full sacks the first half of the game. They let they let Washington come back a little bit, but they've scored 35 or more points twice in a row. Like this, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was on the phone with with our friends and, and you know, former current depending upon how you see it current former colleagues um you know taste seth and then uh you know somebody else who works for the eagles i don't know if they want uh their name out there but and we were back and forth and i'm like and and Tays was like hey you know this they're coming back this is how it always happens to us blah 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 blah. and you have the amon ross st brown like 50 yard run and then you have Goff being kind of nails and you have dan campbell going for fourth downs like I'm sorry, I've been t- I'm saying this all fucking off season, folks. The Detroit Lions are a real team, right? They're a real team that stepped on another real team. Like, look, Jacksonville blew out Indianapolis by 24 points, and that and Washington not only won but covered the spread against them. Washington's a real football team. Detroit kicked their ass today, and Detroit. You can even make an argument that Detroit has only lost to maybe the best team in the NFC so far. Oh you right know, and look now with this with the score of this uh, Green Bay Chicago game. Minnesota, Detroit. Next week is for first place in the NFC North, boys. That that is what that is what's happening, and that and that is what we wanted at Metrodome in Week Three. We wanted the Lions to come out with a pulse, and we wanted you know obviously the rest of the NFC North to kind of you know walk their way through this season. Now all four teams are tied at one and one. If the Vikings lose to Philly, which I think will happen, um, that's going to be for the NFC North and at least early on. And I couldn't. I mean. When you watched that Detroit game, was there anything fluky about that game? (laughs)
0: Uh, Only that if you had given anyone the chance to, in hindsight, go, you could bet against Carson Wentz coming off of a good performance with a win. Uh, You would have taken it. But no, I I agree with you. I mean, they played well um, against the Eagles. The Eagles looked to be really good. Um, Jared Goff played well today. DeAndre Swift uh, and Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, my God, that, that dude is legit. He has like, eight he or is, more
1: catches in like 10 straight games or something. He's, he's always good. open. I, I forgot he's what the open. true number was. but I, He's Cincinnati always open. like one of the more uh, yeah. efficient and consistent receivers
0: in all of the football. Okay. So, um, so let me ask you then this next question, which is who needs to be on the panic button most right now? And why is it the Cincinnati Bengals?
1: Look, I tried telling these people, okay? I, I posted this on Twitter. It was the I and the and the guys, look, look, the, the dudes that do locked on uh Bengals are super cool, super nice. They had me on. And I explained my thesis about this team how even though they could get better, you know, they might not have the same luck and all this kind of shit, right? And you know, let's put it this way. The Bengals have been tied at the end of the game two straight weeks, right? and instead of having god's light shine on you and winning those games by 3 you lost those games by 3 that shit happens in the nfl do i think the bengal's are that much worse than they were a season ago no i don't i i mean burrow is still getting sacked a ton their defense is still playing decent not great right um offensive line i mean is whatever we know we already we wrote the articles we've wrote like the, these are on the stone tablets right we know that 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 pressure and sacks are a quarterback stat more than they are offensive line stats. So you and I love the the Instagram today freezing cold takes where they had Lyle Collins whole like I'm your bodyguard now, no one's touching you. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the most hilarious thing, right? Well, and, and I mean Lyle
0: Collins is gonna right now has like a twenty five point six PFF grade. It's right. The, There's a reason what?
1: Dallas, who isn't very good, wanted to get rid of him. But yeah. okay, so. And again, this is where I get back to this. Now, every single team in the AFC North lost today. And, I, and it was a, one of my friends who works for one of them was like, you know, complaining about something. And he was like, oh, by the way, all these teams lost. So it's not so bad. And I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but you look again, I, I stress this. And this is because I live in Cincinnati. I like going to Bengals games. And I'm kind of excited about this schedule because I want to go to good games. But, but my brothers and sisters in Christ, like this is – this is – A murderer's row. They go to Pittsburgh, November 20th. They go to Tennessee, November 27th. They get the Chiefs at home. They get a Browns with Deshaun Watson at home. They go to Tampa Bay. They go to New England. They get Buffalo at home. And then they get the Ravens at home. Like, they needed to run the score up now. Mm -hmm. And now they're 0-2 again. And, And they even got lucky, right? They got lucky that Pittsburgh's kicker hit the upright. They got lucky that Dak Prescott broke his thumb Right. And they're still zero two. And I'm sorry, but we told you, we told Bengals fans, look, there could be a situation where this team isn't any worse fundamentally, and they're still not going to have as good of a record. And so far, it's trending that way. And and I I feel like I said I I love the like I love this city actually, and I and I want these people to be happy. Um, I just want them to have modest expectations so that their happiness is on something that's real.
0: Yeah, Lyle Collins so far has had to go up against some very good pass rushes, to be clear. And, and um, you know, on the other side of things, like Micah Parsons looks to be every bit as advertised as, as a pass rusher. He's been an absolute maniac so far this year. Um, but you can't come in and be worse as an offensive line. And you can't come in and basically do the same thing on offense. That's what's been probably the most pathetic for me is they continue to do the same stupid stuff. Now, I don't want to, you know, do the I told you so, but we did tell everyone, like, this is what's going to happen. Like, you reward Zach Taylor for running Joe Mixon every single time on second and long, and he's going to keep doing it. You know, like there's you watch that offense. Like, what would that offense be like? This is actually a good question for you. If Andy Reid has those players on offense, if, you know, Sean McVay, if Kyle Shanahan has those players on offense, I mean, this offense is unstoppable.
1: And they Uh, just have. Yeah, I'm going to read through the starting offensive line for the Chiefs in 2020, a year in which they went uh, 14-2 and and made the Super Bowl. Now, everybody will talk about how they lost the Super Bowl um, because they had 80% of their offensive line uh, down um, but I, I'll I'll just say this: Eric Fisher, Nick Allegretti, Austin Ryder, Andrew Wiley, and Mike Remmers. That was the starting offensive line for a fourteen and two Chiefs team. Yeah, but a team that had weapons, right? They had Hill, they had Watkins, they had Kelsey. They have weapons like this Bengals team has weapons. There, it is not beyond the wit of man to orchestrate an offense when you're when your offensive line isn't very good, and this. Offensive line for the Bengals. I mean, Jonah Williams is a top fifteen pick. Uh, you know, uh, Lyle Collins is a player who might have been a top fifteen pick if he didn't have the shenanigans out of LSU, and so on and so forth. This is a quarter. This is a problem where, and again, they were having this in Kansas City a little last year. I think that they've resolved it, but also the two members are better. Like Mahomes is better than Burrow, and and Andy Reid is you know uh, this you know, much better than Zach Taylor, but you also need the adult, like you need adults in the room on offense, right? Like the thing about uh, the, sometimes you need hard coaching, right? And like somebody needed to get to Burrow and be like, Hey man, you say, you take too many sacks, right? You take too many sacks. And this thing is not. And I think the problem is, is, you know, you, you have the LSU 2019 season, which is in my opinion, and this, this might get, flamed or whatever i don't have a rolodex of great college football history opinions but the 2019 lsu tigers in my opinion have the best who have and they still won't win but would have had the best chance of beating an nfl team out of any college football team in the history of college football yeah so you have that success right, right. you go to you go to the Bengals. they're terrible you get hurt you get hurt in the first your, your first season or whatever and most of the people are blaming the injury on your offensive line and your support then in year two, you take that team to the fucking Super Bowl. I get why Burrow is not necessarily growing as a player. Because mm-hmm. why would you? You you have hit the mountaintop twice in two different sports or two different leagues. That is where a guy like Zach Taylor, who's frankly should just be happy to be there. If he had a stronger head coach and offensive mind, you would see updates to Burrow's game the same way that you're seeing updates to Mahomes' game because, again, same thing happened with Mahomes. You have AFC title game, Super Bowl win, Super Bowl loss, kind of shitty ending the last year, and finally, you're starting to see some of that coaching because for him, when you start out that high, regression alone means you're going to decline over time, and it finally, yeah. is he's finally taking to some coaching? You're seeing some updates to Mahomes' game. You're going to need to see updates to Burrow's game in this tough AFC, especially because after this season, guess whose contract is now up for extension? It's him. It's it's Herbert. Yeah. And and if those two franchises don't get to a Super Bowl or don't win a Super Bowl while those two guys are on their rookie deal, sorry.
0: Right, because it ain't getting easier. That it doesn't that's get easier, the... right. Ask Buffalo. That's the that's the point, and I mean it's the the problem is when you have a front office that doesn't really get it, you're going to buy into some of the success they had last year in a way that continues the status quo, as opposed to trying to to make things better. I'll say this about the Bengals, the only team. The only reason they're not the most disappointing team in the NFL thus far is because the Indianapolis Colts exist. I know, man. But the Indianapolis Colts, we are not on this blessed show for our for members of the printing press. We are not going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts. We do not have that kind of fucking time to talk about a division one double A program that or program, I might say. Yeah, just, we, we're, not, we're not spending our time on that. No.
1: I mean, we we gave out Jacksonville to win that division a number of times. People laugh at us, but I'm telling you, look at that division. Who the fuck is going to win that division? It, yeah. Like, I mean, it, Tennessee I mean, could have a game. Well, do you want to talk briefly before we talk about the lines this week? Do you want to talk about the games that are going on tomorrow night? Yeah. Uh, I think
0: I think we should, because it doesn't make sense for us to do power rankings with those four teams yet to play. Right. So let's do that on Wednesday. Wednesday evening and let's talk a little bit instead about the the two games tomorrow night. So um, by the way, you can read our early spread picks article uh, every Monday morning. Um, we have a couple actually uh, that are in that um, we, we had a, a pick on both of those games uh, tomorrow. Both of them have moved in our direction. So you got half a point of closing line value for both of those. We had Buffalo minus nine and a half and uh, I believe correctly it was Minnesota plus three, uh, but you can correct me. If yeah, I'm wrong the,
1: the Minnesota plus three was a position play. It was basically, um, it, it, it's basically the uh, you know we we wanted to get a position down because we knew me, people liked Minnesota on the market, and then like to be very transparent, like a three is worth you know nine percent. Coming off of that, you know that that puts the nine percent from a push probability. Uh, it, in the, and now it's a loss if you were to bet the Vikings plus two and a half. So, uh, I have trans I, I liked Philly in that game, but I knew that people would like Minnesota, and we talked about that last week. So, I took mm-hmm. the Minnesota plus three, and we took the Minnesota plus three. I have now come back and taken Philly in the min- like m- minus like 130 range. I'm hoping for a Philadelphia, uh, win, um, by you know, one or two, yeah, one or two. uh, three yeah. would be fine as well. Uh, you push one, you win another, um. And, and but just be aware, like if you like Philly, it's interesting. If you like Philly, that number got all the way down to minus one. It's now minus two and a half. Philly is a team. there are there are sharp betting groups that like betting Philly on the day of the game. And that's why they pushed, for example, in the Tampa Bay game, the playoff game, that thing was eight and a half, nine. It closed to seven. There are t- there are people that like Philly's fundamentals that bet them every single week. And you saw it last week with Detroit. That that game at times got down to three and a half with Detroit. It got it closed at six. So there, I would not be surprised if the Vikings closed at plus three again. Um, but I just grabbed it because I knew that there was you know there was a chance it wouldn't happen, and there was a chance that people looked at Minnesota's performance last week and really liked it. So just from a market perspective, like just knowing kind of how those market movements work. If you like Philly, you got to take them now because I do think that there are going to be people that are going to bet Philly tomorrow and might take it all the way out to minus three. At the very least, we'll take the money line out to like 140, 145. If you like Minnesota, either bet the money line or wait until it's a plus three and take the plus three there um, on the Vikings.
0: Yeah, I'm in alignment with you there, by the way, go to um, PFF.com, download the PFF app and get all of the insight that you need, both all of our written content, all of our betting tools, uh, player props, best bets, um, has you covered for absolutely everything for both these games. Um, So go do that right now and use promo code forecast, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T to get PFF plus for 25%. If
1: if they'll get a restore the roar, I restore the roar folks, restore the roar. (laughs) Um, I've worn that Detroit Lions shirt both week ones now. Shock, um, shock! Yeah, I love that.
0: Um, really surprised. There's also people that
1: asked about my inclusion in this podcast. I'm going to be on this podcast for at least a few more times. So just you know, hang we'll tight. Let,
0: we'll let people hang, know. We'll hang tight. We'll know. let people know. And and Don't if worry. there is a send off,
1: there will be a proper send off. But until then, just enjoy it. Enjoy the season, folks.
0: People get anxious though. You know
1: they do get anxious they want to they, they want to know the routine and, and again like I I'm just gonna say this briefly before I start crying but like I really do appreciate all the people that have come out and said that like this is their favorite show um I do it does not go unseen and we appreciate you greatly George and I do
0: yeah and um by the way for anyone that is wondering like is this podcast gonna go away the printing press uh, you can't kill the printing press right you can't you can't just you know uh all of a sudden uh, take away such a strong army. so no, absolutely not and um, we've built something here that needs to uh, continue and it will. Um, someone in the chat also said this which I found great it said I'm a boomer I print the articles to read on real paper after the app <laughs> good for good for them um, by the way, I said that I was going to read um, any good reviews. so if you go download the app and then give it a five star review and you have a good review with a little hashtag printing press. Um I am going to I am going to read it. And there was one here that I do need to uh that I do need to read. Um because we had another member of the printing press. Um oh no where'd it go? I'll find it. I'll find it later. But do it and um I will find them and I will read them. Give us a joke, give us a take, whatever it might be. The the one thing that I was going to bring up Um, actually not on the Eagles-Vikings game, but for Bills-Titans. Looks like Gabriel Davis is not going to play. Total at 47.5. Total in the second game, I believe, is 51.5. Yeah. uh, 51. Once again this week, we saw, I think now with with Green Bay, and there was, I think, one push. But I want to say nine games went under. This week, and I may be off slightly, but, you know, it was basically twice as many games went under as went over. We saw that in week one as well. Are you do you think these games have that same? We've talked about Minnesota, Philly kind of being a a couple of teams that probably want to play under. They want to run the ball. Um, I look at Tennessee, Buffalo. My initial inclination is, wow, these guys are going to put up points. They put up points last year when they played each other. Um, but how are you feeling about those two totals?
1: I I think I think I'm inclined to go over on Buffalo only because on, on the Buffalo game only because the Bill's defense, right? Like are they they they're not like a tough defense the way that we sort of traditionally think of like maybe like the Houston Texans when Zach Cunningham, was their middle linebacker right where they're gonna thump you they might give up a shit ton in the past but they're gonna thump you and they're gonna get you they, they're not a strong they're much more of a pass defense right and 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 it, but be that as it may they're they're you know trey white is banged up i don't believe he's you know he's on uh pups so he's not playing you're you're gonna have to look at kaihir elam and and so on and so forth so that is you know, it's, I think the Buffalo defense is a little bit weaker than wh- what they showed on, on Thursday night football because you look at, I mean, guys, Stafford threw two more interceptions today. Um, that, that is, you know, that's bailing a team out. So I think Tennessee is going to get a little bit more run than we thought. Yeah. And, you know, Derrick Henry, you know, it, it looked healthy last week. Um, wasn't great, but like, it was, you know, it, he'll be who he is. And Buffalo, Look, the thing that Buffalo does not lack is wide receiver depth. So if you don't have Gabriel Davis, you're still going to have, you know, Isaiah McKenzie. You're still going to have uh, uh, um, Khalil Shakir. You're still going to have those guys that can go. And Stephon Diggs is still an absolute house, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that – and Tannehill is going to get some – like Tannehill's is a big play quarterback. He's going to get some big plays to Traylon Burks. He's going to throw interceptions and interceptions are generally speaking, especially if they're on your end, good for overs because it's going to cause more scoring. And it's not like a 55 over. It's a 47 and a half. So I think over is probably the right play there. Buffalo could get 35 of that themselves. Right. And and I think the question becomes is Tennessee game. And I think Tennessee's game for at least like 17 and you know to 20 points. So I like the over in that game. In the other game, I'm not as I'm not as keen, honestly. I, I think Minnesota is gonna really want to slow that game down, right? And I think mm-hmm. when we look at Minnesota, I, I think that they're much more like the 2019 team that made the playoffs and was and was pretty damn good um, because of an easy schedule, but also because they were able to sort of like get effective play out of Kirk Cousins, stay ahead of the sticks, but you watch that team. And you look at the point totals for that team, and you're talking about 40, 37, 48, 22, 38, 58. Okay, that was a big one. That was against the Eagles, by the way, at, at U.S. Bank Stadium. 72 against Detroit, and then you're back on the bandwagon again. 28, 49, 52, 50. Like, and then at the end of the season, you had a 27 game. You had a 49 game, a 33 game, and a 40 game. 46 in the playoffs, and 36 in the playoffs. That team wants to run the football and and make big plays to Justin Jefferson, but mostly kind of keep the game kind of like it was last week, 23-7. They want to keep the game out of their defense's hands, and in their offense's hands, they want to run the football and shorten the games. Philadelphia in complement to that is a very good run deep run running football team against a defense in the Vikings who are not very good at stopping the run. And I think most people say, "Oh, that's a good offense against a bad defense." But no, it's sort of playing into the like there's a scenario where a lot of this game comes down to these two teams being able to drive the football by running the ball and then getting into the red zone and stalling out because their quarterbacks are good but not great quarterbacks. And so If you bet the over tomorrow, I understand why you're doing it. Because it's two good offenses, two good teams in general, and people like seeing overs. But don't be disappointed if it's a field goal fest.
0: Yeah, I I tend to agree with you, and I'm inclined, even though unders have been such a popular play, to like over in in Titans-Bills and under. It makes, to be clear, like it makes zero sense to me that the Vikings-Eagles game, I know how well those offenses played week one, but it doesn't make sense for me for that to have a a, a bigger over or a bigger bigger total than than the Titans Bills game. You now there's supposed to be a little bit of light rain in New York. I'm not particularly worried about that. Obviously, Josh Allen can throw it through anything, and um, you know, Derrick Henry can run it through anything. Um, I would also go ahead and say this: no one on the Tennessee Titans is covering Stefan Diggs. Just they ain't, ain't gonna freaking happen. So um that would be it from a player prop perspective where I would be looking. Okay. Somebody We're by the go. way, somebody
1: by the way in the chat asked me if I apologize to the Jets. I will say this: those rookies played pretty damn well. Brees Garrett Hall pro- and Wilson Garrett Wilson looked by. wonderful. I will say that now you beat Cleveland and you beat Cleveland without their starting quarterback. Back the fuck up. Okay. Do it, do it in a couple, do it for a couple weeks. Brees Hall still had only 50 yards, uh, and you know, 60 yards total. Let me look at Jermaine Johnson. I want to see. Garrett, Jermaine Johnson, so two weeks no sacks. You yeah. Hate to see it. Um, Garrett, all right, Garrett
0: here. Wilson was getting open though. Garrett Wilson, um,
1: was, Garrett Wilson was wonderful today. I will say that.
0: Yeah, he, he looked amazing. Um, so uh, a couple of a couple of things for members of the Printing Press here. If you have not checked out, it's just football yet. It's uh, our new live daily show with Trevor Sigma and Mike Renner every single day of the week at 11 a.m. on the PFF YouTube channel chat is a fantastic place for you to get off all your takes and uh, listen to some pretty good ones as well. But they go over, um, they'll have a nice recap of the league. They'll talk about these two games. Um, and then every day of the week, they have some new content. They bring on different people from PFF to, to chat as well. A um, little bit of betting, a little bit of, of football, a little bit of fun. It's a definitely a good show. I w- try and watch it uh, every single uh, day that I can sometimes I have to catch up at, at night, but um, I definitely recommend it. So go check it out. It's just football every single weekday at 11 a.m. Let's get into week three. All right. So Thursday night. <laughs> Why not? Pittsburgh and Cleveland. This is in Cleveland. Um, and I am very curious where you are at with this because so. As people know, and by the way, if you are new to this, or maybe this is your first time guessing the lines with us, I encourage you to do so. Do so before watching the games and then see how you want to adjust your lines after watching the games. That gives you a sense of how much you're reacting to a particular outcome from one week. I find that really um, valuable. And uh, you know, grab a buddy and have them do it with you and compare notes and talk about it. It's one of the things that me and a couple of my buddies do, and uh, not just Eric and I, but... Um, really fun way to kind of talk about football. And if you bet with other people, like to kind of decide what you want to bet. So um, here we go. Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I changed this a little bit. And I'm curious if you did. What What did you have for this, this game?
1: Uh, I didn't change it because here's yeah. the thing. I don't know what you're getting with Cleveland every week. Because what is Cleveland? Yeah. Cleveland is a great defense, a decent roster, very good roster actually, and a bad backup quarterback. Today you got a defense that was movable. I mean, they had only given they only gave up 17 points before like the last minute and a half of the game. So it wasn't like this horrendous performance, but ultimately at the end of the game, you had bad stuff. I liked Pittsburgh today once the number got to three against New England. And I don't know whether or not I feel fortunate. I just know I never want to bet on Pittsburgh again. So I came out Downgrading both Pittsburgh and Cleveland to the point, uh, basically the same. So I'll, I'll I'll say this: Cleveland
0: minus three is my my number for this game. Okay, I had Cleveland minus three and a half um, before. I now have Cleveland minus two and a half. Um, now that's a sizable jump. Obviously, crossing three matters in the NFL, um, as you said, to the tune of about nine percent. And it had nothing really to do with Pittsburgh. It had everything to do with Cleveland just deserves to lose every freaking game they play in this year. And they suck. Um, Jacoby Brissett is, is just miserable. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have it at. It looks like you are on point here on pinnacle. It is three and a half. Uh, Cleveland is favored. I got to be honest with you. I will take the Pittsburgh Steelers getting three and a half points. Against Jacoby Brissett.
1: It's t- have you seen like Trubisky though? Is Trubisky's rough, man.
0: You're right. It's not. <laughs> there was a guy in the. So I'm in Washington, D.C. right now and I went and watched uh, the games at a bar. It was the first time I've watched football at a bar. In so a really, insane, isn't it? Really long time. Night I was
1: the first time I watched Sunday night football at home and since like 2018 back when you were in the when you were in chris and al's truck yeah
0: i mean it's yeah it's a different feeling um and so but my point what the reason i brought it up is yeah in washington dc there were about as many steelers fans as there were washington commander's fans for like the first half of the game but there was a guy in a kenny pickett jersey who looked shockingly like kenny pickett i didn't look at his hand size but they weren't overly impressive and he stood up at one point <laughs> during the game and i took a picture and sent it to you and that's like uh picket's getting ready to go in i mean that it like he made Trubisky made like one or two decent throws but overall yeah. it was it was pretty miserable i will say this i thought that the i was not surprised that bill belichick got the best of mr Yeah. and if it weren't for an incredible play by nelson Aguilar. By the way, Jason Garrett called him Nelson Aguilar tonight, and I was very impressed with that. Um, and uh, But if it wasn't for him making an incredible play on a miserably inaccurate Mac Jones throw, that game goes potentially very differently. So, um, yes, I think Trubisky sucks, but you know who else sucks is Jacoby Brissett. He got banged up in that game, um, and uh, this is obviously on short rest, so...
1: So i wrote a couple things down here i wrote yeah. let's think about pittsburgh plus three and a half yes but also thank god george doesn't immediately go to a guy's hand size when he's when evaluating that person i like that i like thank that you. it's a good check uh mark to have yeah. um so that's, that's, so that that's, was that's... you passed that test thank uh you. all right <laughs> let's that. go to the let's
0: let's go let's go to the early slate um first glance this slate not all that much better than the slate we had this Sunday, but persist we shall. Buffalo goes to Miami. Uh, this is in uh, the Sunshine State, where Miami, noticeably in the earlier parts of the season, has you know that extra bit of heat that gets the best of teams. Um, Buffalo will be coming off of short rest, obviously here. Uh, what did you have this one at? I said Miami would be four and a half point underdogs. Okay. Um, I said six and a half. Now, I originally had this as seven, I moved it down to six and a half. And you,
1: we, we have to adjust our priors on Tua, like that was a flat on my Tua you today. Think so?
0: Okay, um, right. let me look. I, I didn't want to adjust too much, I didn't want to adjust too much. I mean, I nailed it. I'm looking off, I'm
1: looking at my PPH here, but it is four yeah. and a half. Okay. I do think this is interesting, right? Like I do, I do wonder, and again, we gotta, we gotta, I don't know if this gets to the top of the list cause it's not a key number or whatever. I do wonder like, okay, Buffalo is coming off of, of short rest. Uh, Miami is coming off of a, a very like high profile win on the road against a good AFC team, Buffalo you know, it'll be, it'll be, yeah, they're traveling down. They're probably going to have to wear their dark jerseys in South beach and all that stuff. Um, I, but I do think that this, I would not take Miami here. I think that this is a letdown spot for the dolphins. Um, and so I probably would want to eliminate this. If you want to lay it with Buffalo though, um, I I'll, I'll hear your points because I do think that it's going to be a let, like, I think none of these teams in this league are good other than Buffalo and KC So I, <laughs> So, like, if yeah. a team's great one week, I feel like it's almost like it should, it almost shouldn't be even be reflected in the line, right? Like, because you just see so much variance week to week.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's very fair. And I think at four and a half, the only, the only play that I am interested in would be Buffalo. But here's the tough thing. And I don't think I could bet this. And this is usually my rule of thumb is like where, where is the line such that I would have trouble betting either side? I would have trouble betting any side that is a, is on the other side of Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill right now. Right. Those two guys are amazing. A house. Incredible. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I, I don't think. we got to wanna... get to this. We got it because there is a line that I want to tell okay. the syndicate to get okay. on or the, okay. the, the printing All press right. to get onto here. OK, well, um, let's. I've already let's... bet it. I've, there's a couple and I've already bet them.
0: Um, all right well let's keep moving Cincinnati goes to New York to play the Jets I have this as Cincinnati minus six and a half what about you I said Cincinnati minus four and a half
1: and it's it's minus four wow how much square money is going on the Bengals this week though I see it like, They're due. Like, basically, every single square narrative you could give out on this game is going to be applied. Oh, better quarterback. You still got Joe Flacco. This is another game of Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, the Bengals defense. And look, I agree with this. The Bengals defense has not played poorly over the first two weeks. They gave up 20 points. Um, Are you calling me a square here? No, what I'm saying is, like, ex- talk me out of. Because I thought I was short here. I thought I was like shitting on the Bengals here, but talk me out of Bengals minus four against the Jets. Yeah, I can't.
0: Um, Again, this was one that I had seven. No
1: Like pass rush for the Jets kind of
0: sucks. I had this, I had this at seven originally. Yeah. And, and this was my whole thesis, right? It was like the things that had happened against Dallas and against Pittsburgh, the Jets don't really have the horses to make happen. Um, So, yeah, I mean, if they if Cincinnati loses this game, they are. They, they, I, don't, I don't want to be brat, you know. Ridiculous. I'm yet, waiting.
1: Like, I, I'm honestly, they play Thursday night at home, Week Four against the Dolphins. Here, yeah. I want to go to that game if they lose to the Jets. It was sort of like last year, and I know he listens to the show, Seren Petro. I'm like, hey. You know, this was like before the Chiefs played the Titans. And I'm like, hey, can I get tickets to the Monday night game against the, the Giants? Because like Sundays are too hard. We're too hard for us. And I'm like, I want to go, I want to fly in, go to that game. And then they got blown out like 27 3 by the Titans. I'm like, Petro, let's just wait on this. Yeah. Like, if the Bengals lose to the Jets, I'm not going to that game on that Thursday. Like, I'm not going to watch an 0 3 team get, get dragged up and down the field by Tyreek Hill. No way.
0: We have some people guessing which lines you're talking about. By the way, uh, Las Vegas goes to Tennessee play the Titans. Would you have this one at
1: uh, Tennessee? I had Tennessee minus three and a half.
0: All right, I have Tennessee minus three. I'm actually able uh, to see
1: these on on this uh, offshore that I have. Um, what what can so- you let
0: the people know what you're looking at? Uh, playsports 365com Wow, look at you! I'm just looking at uh, Jeff Sherman, who um, releases the lines for him. All right, floor. I'm making another bet, boys.
1: I I said Tennessee minus three and a half. What did you say?
0: I said Tennessee minus three. It is Tennessee plus one. Yeah, I see. Yeah, and plus and, one and I I,
1: I am I am compelled.
0: The the, the tape. Rob and everybody like,
1: these are on bat, these are on Betstamp. We've started po- posting them on Betstamp this year. The take away, um, but I am going to take Tennessee plus one
0: here. The takeaway from the Cardinals Raiders game was that both teams suck. Yeah, that was Correct. the takeaway. Um, and if you think, by the way, if you think that I'm not ready to fade the Arizona Cardinals this week, you have another thing coming. Yeah, that was the spookiest was... bunch of garbage <laughs> I have ever watched. Yeah, um,
1: I'm so glad that you feel this way because. I feel this way. I watched that game and I, I was sitting there with uh, Ben Lindsay. who's fantastic. He basically runs the show on Sunday Night Football now for us. And we were the last ones left in the – and we the only reason I made it back late for Sunday Night Football was because I stuck watching that game because it was one of our bets. And we, immediately when the show – when it got over, I looked at Ben. I'm like, I'm betting a house against the Cardinals next yep. week. Like, it is going to – like, that is a a, a, a galvanizing win – in some fairy tale land that doesn't exist. Um, but anyway, uh the this idea. So this is what this spread is about. And we've seen one game of Tennessee and we've seen two games of Vegas. This is saying that that oh no, Vegas is actually good. Tennessee's the one that really sucks. Tennessee's 0-1 is really fundamental. They lost to the freaking Giants, and I reject that soundly. I reject that notion soundly. So I am taking and what bet i'm taking plus 1 here on the uh on the good on the on uh win bet here um look okay, at you I,
0: um, I
1: i am this is this is egregious i i need to get involved
0: okay while you're getting involved you can go to draftkings Sportsbook so and get involved yourself as well use promo code pff when you do and uh bet 5 bucks and then get $200 in free bets uh it's very very simple um so go do that use the promo code pff by the way that helps us out Quite a bit lets them know that you're coming uh, by virtue of this wonderful printing press of a group. Um, I don't know if that made any sense, but it's late. You get it. Uh, and if five dollars to get two hundred dollars in free bets is not enough, um, you can boost your winnings with these stepped up same game parlays that they have. So go find yourself a nice correlated parlay, and you can hopefully get a nice little boost from them as well. Down with the DraftKings. Sportsbook app now and use the promo code PFF get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins when you place a five dollar bet on any football game. That's code PFF only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See uh, the description below for details. Good question from the chat because somebody said like, "What if
1: the." What if the Titans get blown out tomorrow? Is the number going to get worse? And that—that's a good question, actually. And I and I I typed you know an answer to the chat, but I want to I want to answer on here. They they're they are ten and a half point dogs in this game. They are expected to get blown out in this game, or not yeah. blown out, but they're expected to get handled in this game. The yeah. the risk for you is if you bet Vegas that the number is going to get more in favor of Tennessee, if that makes sense. Because right. if, like, Tennessee I, if they lose 38-3, they were sort of expected to. And, and it might move a little bit, but this number is shaded towards the notion that Tennessee is going to get crushed tomorrow. Yep. And, and so that's that's an interesting – but it's a good question. As you try to anticipate these things, it's a good question to basically you know ask in, in, in these situations is, what what do you think will happen tomorrow night And and I'm here to tell you, this Tennessee line is expecting them to suck. And if they don't suck tomorrow, you might end up with Tennessee minus two and a half. And and you really wish you would have had plus one.
0: Correct. Uh, Yes, I mean, you could maybe wait. Maybe they do get blown out and you're able to tease Tennessee. Um, That might be the only other kind of angle there. New Orleans goes to Carolina to play another just miserably disappointing team. Baker Mayfield stinks. Um, I don't know if anyone needs to hear that. I just wanted a brief reminder. Um, <laughs> Jameis Winston is playing with fractured ribs or backbones or whatever the hell it is. And it showed um, they were not, they did not look particularly good today. Um, I have, <laughs> I didn't really know what to do with this one. So I just have Carolina plus two and a half at home. Same.
1: Um, Jameis fucked up that teaser leg so badly. I, I, I just like that teaser. Like what they were up three, nothing in the third quarter. And I'm just like, Fuck. And, and of course he just, he ruins it a few times in Jameis fa- in james fashion, throwing two picks that ended up turning into 10 points that we didn't this need is, to see happen folks. This um, is
0: new Orleans minus three. Yeah. Um, I do not have much heart for betting Carolina.
1: Um, the bet to make on Carolina is Matt Rule, first coach fired.
0: Yeah, well, Nathaniel Hackett was on his way, and then they managed. By the way, another just no. incredibly disappointing team. Um, yeah, that's horrible. Let's go. New look AFC West, though. Oakland's 0-2 and uh God, you're going to be Denver. insufferable. Baltimore plays New England. Um, in New England, what would you have this one at? Uh,
1: I said New England plus 3.5. Okay. I'm a, I'm a little... I think Baltimore needs a month or two to get their defense like kind of back to where they wanted. And on Mm -hmm. offense, I think Belichick can kind of contain Lamar a little bit, even though I think Lamar is playing MVP caliber football.
0: Yeah, this is one where I struggled with it and ended up with New, New England plus two and a half. And kind of the reason for this is exactly that, which is, as much as I love Lamar and Lamar would be the front runner, I think in my mind for MVP right now. um, I just, it's, it's two teams that know what they're doing from a coaching perspective and they respect each other. They're going to bring their a game here. I think Mac Jones is, is kind of a nightmare at this, at this point, but Baltimore, um, you know, Baltimore could maybe try and run away and hide in this game. I don't know that new England obviously doesn't have what the horses that Miami does to come back, but I certainly do believe that, uh, Bill Belichick will have a better game plan for Lamar than, than what the dolphins had. So, um, I went with new England. It's plus three and on a half pinnacle. Here. Okay. So you we're uh,
1: kind of, we're kind of right split there. So probably no bet
0: to be had yeah. here. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I guess. Um, yeah, I have trouble betting. I bet on New England this week minus two, and that's about as much as I want to ever bet on New England. i bet um, winning. It, it did. It did. Mitch Trubisky never ceases to amaze. Detroit plays Minnesota in Minnesota, a battle between the AFC uh, sorry NFC North elite. <laughs> what do you have? What did you have the spread at?
1: Well, I, I did notice this offseason, I mentioned this a few times, that it was it was five. It was five in, in, on the look ahead. So I said four and a half. Like, I, I think Minnesota obviously was impressive last week. But I think Detroit's actually been impressive. Like, legit, I'm not joking, restore the roar, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think Detroit's a real football team. So I thought it would shade you know, Detroit a little bit. What did you have it at?
0: Yeah, and I tried not to be, like, biased towards Detroit. But... Like, I am not taking the Minnesota victory over Green Bay as some, like, tour de force that the Vikings have become. Like, that's not the read. Like, I think the Vikings are good. I think Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the NFL. But the Detroit Lions, I mean, kept it. We'll see, I mean, obviously, how Minnesota plays against the, the Eagles here. But Detroit, you know, had a chance there. Um you know, against the Eagles, I've said to come back to backdoor, but I have the, I just have the Vikings as a four and a half point favorite in this game.
1: And so this is the second bet of the week, and I've already yeah. made it. Um, Detroit is plus seven on Sunday, uh, yeah. where you can get your, where you can get your bets. Um, the total on the game 51 and a half. Again. Oh, excuse this, me. This I said this, this at is... four.
0: I was even shorter.
1: Yeah. That, yeah. You were that, shorter than me. I mean, Seven's seven Explain is an egregious to number to hang in this game. The Lions look, and and again, this is like that's disrespectful. It's if you can move the football in the NFL, you deserve respect in the betting markets. And and when I like when you can move the football in the air, which Detroit can, and on the ground, which Detroit can, and Minnesota can do both as well. I'm just saying they are treating Detroit like they suck, and Detroit doesn't suck. Look at this freaking league can chicago move the ball no can arizona move the ball reliably no can vegas no can houston no can denver fuck no can dallas no can cincinnati no can seattle fuck no can atlanta only when their backs are against the wall they almost reversed atlanta falcons today new england and pittsburgh god no carolina and new york god no tampa and new orleans that game was a privilege for the first half indy can't even score a, a freaking point um jacksonville no Hey, if there are not. Like Detroit deserves good. way more respect. They're scoring thirty-five points a game. If you, you can you move were, the football in the NFL, you deserve to be live in every game.
0: You were really on a roll there until you slandered our Jacksonville Jaguars. Who
1: Detroit plus seven? Take take it in, folks. Breathe it in. It tastes good.
0: Restore it. I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> Jackson Jacksonville has one of the highest conversion rates on first out. They they have been
1: okay. And it's actually set so nice. as I go to try to log this on bet stamp, um Bar Bet Rivers, and you and DraftKings right now has a flat seven and a half at minus one ten. Um that folks is what you call a gift.
0: We'll be writing that puppy up. All I'm right. Tracking that on yeah. Philly Philly comes to Washington to play the commanders. Um, what do you have this at? Uh,
1: Philly laying three on the road, divisional road, divisional. Uh, we also only have one game of information on Philly, but
0: yes, that's what I had to. I was between three and three and a half, but I also have Washington, uh, plus three here and it is three and a half. Um, Again, I was in between the two. I don't feel inclined to bet the Commanders, and there's one reason and one reason only, and his name is Carson Wentz. And here's the thing. This is a... How many good
1: quarters has Wentz had this year? uh,
0: Yeah, exactly. Two. And here's the thing. This is a revenge game for Carson Wentz. And I could not want to fade another human more than I want to fade Carson Wentz in a revenge game. Sorry. The only thing is that this is in Washington as opposed to Philly. If we're in Philly, obviously, like, that would be kind of a different story. But, um, yeah, I, I think three and a half is probably a little generous given just the abilities of both teams. And Washington has some playmakers, no doubt about it. But, um, yeah, I don't want to bet either side of this, I think, right now.
1: Yeah, there's been an interesting byproduct of the way Scott Turner has ended up calling that offense where – I bet overs on all three of their wide receivers. So Dotson was three and a half. McLaurin was three and a half catches. And then, interestingly, Curtis Samuel was four and a half. And they all got over by like a catch, right? There is not a lead dog in that offense, which I ultimately think from a from a resilient standpoint, that is good for Washington. I, I think having just one guy that Wentz pumps targets to is kind of a crappy existence for them. I actually like, I mean, I, I actually see right now uh, on my my PP uh paperhead is like it's plus four. I, I think plus four is way too many points to give a Washington team whose defense is that's the shaky one. But the offense has been more than fine. I I you know Wentz has played four good quarters. He's had he's 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 just so up and down. That's the hard part. And you know, I, I think Scott Turner gives Carson Wentz a chance. Um,
0: so yeah, the, uh-huh. the problem is, will Carson Wentz give Scott Turner a chance. Um, that's, that's going to be the, the challenging one. I do agree with you fundamentally though. It's also bullshit that Terry McLaurin is not featured more in that offense. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe they're setting it up. Casey goes to Indianapolis to play the Colts who, gosh, I think are the worst team in the NFL. Yep. Um, what did you have this at?
1: Okay, this is the bet, okay? I I have the Chiefs, and I thought I was being conservative here because there is a nine where I, like, curled the bottom and made an eight. So I made it eight and a half on my mm. sheet of paper.
0: That's kind of you.
1: I made it nine and a half. It is six and a half. So, folks, get it going. <laughs> let's let's get this thing. You're underneath the key number of seven. Ugh. I know it's road. I know all this kind of stuff. Patrick Mahomes has never lost a game that's played indoors this is going to be like and I'm not going to say, Oh, this is going to be a slaughter because chiefs did not play. Well, I, I know our, our colleague, Kevin Cole got flamed for basically saying, you know, the expected score of this game was the chiefs got outplayed by the chargers yeah. point blank flat out. And, and yet they had a 10 point lead against this team at, in the fourth quarter, right? Like Herbert had to come back and, and, and the chiefs got stops in the second half. Like, this Chiefs team has played well in one game, has played badly in another game, and yet on offense, and then I think their defense has played wonderful football both games. And now they get to run into the immovable or the the movable offense, let's just say, with the with the Colts can't move the ball, They're and try one defensively. Buckner's hurt. I know he's like, you know, he's probably gonna play, but like they're not, he's not the most effective thing in the world right now. Shaq Leonard is not playing, and 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 I don't know when he's gonna play again. Rock was making plays for Vegas. And he's mm-hmm. he's gone, right? So he's out. I know they have Yannick Ngakwe, but Yannick Ngakwe is like a second edge player. He's not a lead edge player. It, the Colts might just suck, boys and girls. Like, I I don't know. Like this, it's it's this is a bad team, and if you give the Chiefs less than a touchdown, I'm with you. I would hate to be a homer here, but like it does, I hate does, for you to be a
0: homer as well. It doesn't I mean, seem
1: okay. It seems I like initially
0: I, I'll tell you this. I initially had this seven and a half, and then I watched the Colts play and DraftKings,
1: like, by the way, and again. Move it. I'm going to to pump our friends at 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 Bettsburg or sorry, not Bettsburgs, but at uh Bet Stamp. DraftKings has it at six. So somebody's betting the Colts. I look, I don't know. I I might have to start a home for these people. But like somebody's betting the 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 Colts. And and I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's gotta be, you know, Colts at home. Um you know thinking that look the jacksonville thing is just something that they just jacksonville has their number you know they can't go to win in jacksonville um but yeah that's interesting houston chicago really great way to cap off this early Love. slate i have this as a pick
1: i have chicago laying four and a half i don't know why i actually meant this might have been a brain dither on my part
0: seriously um, i'll take you i think plus
1: but like houston's been fucking they've been okay, right?
0: Yeah, so it's Chicago hard, is I, laying I still can't three. It. Chicago is laying three. Now, I like Chicago and I like Justin Fields, but really, I guess like if you're saying, home field for Chicago is worth three points and go for it. But yeah, I don't know.
1: I I don't know, man. I'll be. I'm telling you, I'll be rooting for Houston because I I want some distance between the Lions and the other teams, in the NFC right. North, but. I well, let's not yeah. touch this game I it like yeah. fields is Why not reliable you? enough to lay points with point okay. blank and I'm not but betting on Houston. I know I might be leaving value on the table but I'm not betting Houston okay
0: We go to the afternoon slate but before we do a reminder our friends at Brothrow yeah I mentioned them before mentioned them again brothrow.com it's an exchange where you don't have to deal with any fees. Any juice, any regulations—you can use it wherever the hell you are located, and you place bets with other people, and then they pay you uh, on Venmo, Cash App, whatever. I've done it. I can vouch that like you get paid. I know that's kind of surprising. Like, was easy and painless, and you bet ten bucks to win ten bucks, bet hundred to win hundred. Um, so go to brothrow.com/pff. The only way you can sign up right now is with a specific link. And That is one of them. Brothrow.com/pff. And go make it happen. Um, You'll find me on there. Um, You can propose me some bets. We can bet together. Um, Yeah, it's a cool platform. So go check it out, especially if you're in a place where you can't bet legally. Like you're actually getting paid money, you know, so whereas if you're going to Antigua, may God be with you. Um, Also, our friends at Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L, is a basically stock market for sports teams. So you can go and buy shares in your favorite NFL teams, ones that maybe you think are gonna be on the rise soon and then you'll see the price go up, you can trade them and you can also pick up cash dividends when your teams win. So go download the Symbol mobile app for iOS, searching Symbol S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the App Store and use code FORECAST to receive a free team stock that's valued up to $150 upon signing up. That's pretty solid. So go do that right now get yourself rocking and rolling and trade your favorite teams throughout the season on symbol afternoon slate. We start with Jacksonville going to Los Angeles to play the chargers. I guess two spreads one with Justin Herbert and one without Um, with, with Herbert, which is the only reason that you would want to watch this game. I have the chargers minus six and a half. What about you?
1: You and I are on the same wavelength here. Um, I would for for the vibes, but also for my bets, I would like the charge or the sorry, the the jags to catch a break here and get somebody other than Herbert. Um I ha- is is seven right now, which I think people then believe that Herbert's playing, right? Like this is um Certainly. but for the for the folks that are wondering, well, what happens if he doesn't? Like this is somewhat of a linear combination of those events, right? If Herbert mm. plays. And and it's definitive, he's probably out to eight and a half or so. If he doesn't play, it might close. You know, it might and so it's probably gonna close closer to a pick or something like that, maybe even to Jacksonville. If Herbert doesn't play, we would make Herbert worth about six and a half, seven points on the betting market if you go to PFF.com yeah. and the NFL power rankings page. Um I heard my source that this is a le- quote legitimate injury, so yes, it is that legitimate is, injury. That and that was and, and like I know what that throw he made to whom I that throw he made to Andre Carter or whatever's uh DeAndre at DeAndre Carter my my lord that was a great throw um but to now you you the adrenaline goes away you have to fix it up you have to get the guy set up you got to put give him toward all shots you got all that kind of stuff it's going to be tougher than I think people believe right and this is not a Chargers team that just like gets it done Right. Like this is a Chargers team where everything has to go right and they'll still fuck it up half the time. So if anything, you do have to take it, I think, with the Jags. It's just that they you know, it, it's it's there's a lot of uncertainty here. But if you think Herbert is going to in any way be questionable here, you take the seven.
0: If let me put it this way, I love the Chargers, but again, if they're more than a seven point favorite against a team that can move the ball. And I think the Jaguars are in there. Like Trevor Lawrence has played well, man. They don't have the greatest receivers in the world, but I don't know. I think they're. I think they deserve kind of that live dog situation. I said without Herbert, um, they would be one and a half, two and a half point underdogs uh, in that game.
1: Well, I think especially if you make them right now on the other on the on seven, right? Then you're just crossing one key number to get you to two and a half on the other side. That's probably, I mean, when we saw with Dallas, Dallas would have probably been two and a half point favorites today. Had they, had they had Prescott that got all the way to eight and a half closed at seven, a lot of sharp money eventually did take Dallas, including, you know, PFF green line had Dallas at plus seven as a value. Um, it's tricky when you say oh this player is worth this many points right because you know for example when Kirk cousins got covid that thing went from minus 7 to just minus 13 because 8 9 10 11 12 and 13 are not worth as much as 1 through 7 are so that that can be a, a little bit of um that can be that can be a little bit misleading i think uh, as far as what a player is worth to the point spread uh, I do agree. I do think Jacksonville might end up favored if they were to get on the other side just because the drop-off to Chase Daniel is so immense um, from Herbert. Yeah. So, I, the, worry, I'm... The,
0: the worry that you have, of course, is that Jacksonville cannot pass protect to save their lives against mm-hmm. a legit – I mean, right. the Chargers defensive line has made both offensive lines they've played against just completely disappear – Um, so that would be, that would be the concern there. That's, I think the only way that you get like out across seven, if not, like, I just think Lawrence is not, um, not a guy that you, you beat by eight or eight or more. Um, okay, here we go. Actually, there's some decent games in this, in this slate here. The Rams go to Arizona to play the Cardinals. I have the Cardinals getting five and a half points in this game.
1: Yeah, I think it's four and a half, or I said it was four and a half, um, which is, it is four and a half. I think it's Rams or nothing here. I don't think the Rams are good, though, like right now. I I I know people are going to come back and be like, oh, you're wrong about the Rams. You're wrong about the Rams last year. Okay. Uh, Be my guest. But the Rams let this Falcons team back in the game, right? They were up 28-3, funny, you know, in a funny way. Yeah. and that game got to Marcus Mariota throwing a ball into the end zone for a game winning touchdown and it being intercepted um Drake London had 8 for 86 interestingly we were back to Arthur Smith saying stupid fucking things again because they they somebody asked him why Kyle Pitts wasn't involved in the offense he said this is this is not fantasy football we're trying to win
0: mm. and Good point. He makes a really good point. They don't so, get any wins based on fantasy football wins. I mean, that's shrewd. I bet there's a lot of NFL coaches that don't know that. Yeah, like I'm so, guessing Matt LaFleur thinks that if Aaron Jones does well for fantasy teams, that he's going to do better as well for the Packers, which is not the case. So it, good for really us.
1: I, it's, you know, I, I'm dead on. I don't know if we want to lay it with L.A. on the road here. Um, I just don't think they're a reliable team right now, you know. If you can't beat Atlanta by four at home,
0: mm.
1: you know, but. I do want to lay it. Okay. Um, L.A. minus four. In Arizona.
0: Arizona's, Arizona's bad. Was bad today. And they, they managed to finagle their way in. But the Raiders are not a robust defense. The Rams are a robust defense. Now, look, I know that the Rams let Mariota back into it. He's a guy that can scramble around. Yada, 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 yada. The Rams also match up really well against the Arizona Cardinals. See the playoff game. So, yeah. And...
1: Yeah, I guess here's here's the thing I'll say. I do agree with you. I'm going to, and, and I think Cooper Cup's gonna be wide open the whole game. I I, I want to break it, bring it back, and talk about why I think quarterback wins is a stat. Okay. It's not the most important stat. It's not anywhere close, but it is a stat. And it's precisely because of what we saw with Derek Carr today. The first half of that game. Isaiah Wils- Isaiah Simmons. Was so bad against the Chiefs that the Cardinals didn't play him in the basically in the first half of that game against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And they replaced him with Ben Neiman, a former Chief who is horrendous as a football player. There were wide open plays all over the field against the, the Cardinals in the first half of that game. And Derek Carr took advantage of them. In the second half of the game, and this happens, and by the way, it happened to the Chargers against the Chiefs on, on Thursday as well. There are some quarterbacks who, with a lead, refuse to step on the throat of the other team. And Derek Carr is 100% that player. Mm -hmm. He did it against the Chargers in the Week 18 game that they came back and still won. But you know Herbert, that was a two-score lead. I don't think that the second half of the game between the Raiders and the Cardinals says anything about the Cardinals' defense. I think it's entirely a quarterback who is not a winner letting another team come
0: back and win. I agree with you. But also by the way, it took a fumble recovery for a touchdown. That was how they won the game. So,
1: no, I mean, Arizona drove the length of the field four times, got three touchdowns and they missed a fourth down. Like Arizona moved the football. That that is a bat as an indictment on a Raiders defense that they let that bad Cardinals offense move the ball. But the Cardinals had to get stops in order to get the ball back and all that kind of stuff. And the Raiders were the ones who the Raiders were active participants in and specifically Derek Carr were active participants in allowing Arizona to stop them.
0: Agreed. Green Bay goes to Tampa Bay Rogers Brady. I have the bucks minus three here.
1: Yeah. So do I. Yeah.
0: And that should be what it is. I'd be surprised if it's two and a half on
1: pinnacle, uh, shaded shaded towards
0: three. Yeah. I see three on super book. Um, Yeah, I mean, this will be a great game. I am tempted. I am tempted to go if it's two and a half. I think I would take Tampa Bay here. Um, And here's the reason. Green Bay did what I thought they would do against the Bears, which is run all over them. But that's because they were an inferior team. Did you see anything tonight where you go? Oh yeah, Green Bay's like passing offense is going to be okay because if they're going to keep this close, they've got to be able to throw the ball, right?
1: No, but I didn't see anything from Tampa Bay today. They scored thirteen offensive points.
0: Yeah, but that's that's they scored two touchdowns against New Orleans in New Orleans. Now I guess we got to see if Mike Evans is going to be suspended or not. I don't think he will be. I'm guessing Julio Jones will be back. I don't know about Godwin, but like New Orleans has always kept Tampa Bay under. They
1: look bad in Week One, though, and and the and the reason Tampa is not good on offense is is not like the reason the Bengals are bad on offense is a mystery to all of us because they're healthy and they have all their guys. The reason Tampa's bad on offense right now is not a mystery, right? Right, you have injured. you have injuries to the offensive line. You have injuries to the wide. Godwin didn't play today, and Julio Jones didn't play today.
0: Am oh, they guess, went to their suspended. The third string left tackle as well. So yeah. And so
1: like the like my big issue is this isn't something that Tampa Bay is going to snap out of with the with the bright players just starting to play good. They're they're very much like Dallas, where it's like oh, yeah, if you start to atrophy all the great players from this team, they're going to start to suck on offense. And, again, this isn't to say that I don't want to lay it with – because I think both these teams are in a little bit of a melee, right? Like, they're both kind of like, we're, what are we supposed to do with our hands? The NFC is not going to make them pay for being bad, right? Tampa's 2-0, and and they play like shit on offense.
0: You are correct. Atlanta goes to Seattle to play the Seahawks, who – it turns out are not uh the world beaters that they thought they were. Um
1: Geno Smith uh, wasn't the truth.
0: Who who knew? No, no. He he did write the uh the doubters back this week, I guess. Um I have Seattle at home minus two and a half. I just yeah, that's what I had it up.
1: I said the same thing. This is do we need to talk about this that much more? No. It's like mine. it's minus two. I I I don't know. If you bet real money on this game, what are what's your what's the reasoning?
0: Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Neither team deserves to blow each other, one of the others out. But if there is a team that's going to blow the other out, I actually weirdly think it would be Atlanta. <laughs> yeah,
1: I agree with you. I
0: and so you anyway. I, tease
1: Atlanta to eight. I really
0: like Atlanta as a teaser here. There haven't yeah. been many other teaser legs that i like but i have a feeling there might be a couple coming up here so let's see uh sunday night game is the return of jimmy garoppolo to a super bowl contender Um, i have a lot of emotions i've managed not to talk about them so far i was so proud of trey lance after getting over a loss by going to a strip club um really was just a moment of pride for me. And I thought, you know, finally he's growing up, he's gonna, you know, this is gonna be the coming out party, uh, pun intended. Um, and obviously didn't happen. But the thing is that this is starting to fulfill a prophecy that I made, if you remember correctly, where I said, Trey Lance is gonna get hurt. Jimmy G is gonna come in and they're gonna to go to the Super Bowl. They're gonna win. So it's all happening, folks. This is the beginning. Um, and, uh, Jimmy G looked as Jimmy G I would have expected him to look. So,
1: and not only that, the market has not skipped a beat, right? Like this, the, the, you look at the live betting lines and it was basically the exact same, the whole game with Jimmy G. Yep. And you know what I did
0: the second, you know what I did the second that he got injured? I went and live bet San Francisco. You can't quit him. And I don't blame you,
1: honestly. Um, and honestly, I think, you know, again, we, we shouted out Ben Lindsay on this show, him and his team they've already prepared all the packets for like weekend plus one. So I feel bad that they got to go through and now like take out all the Trey Lance stuff, put in all the Jimmy G stuff. But from the betting markets perspective, they're worth the same amount of points. So yep. no one cares. Right. And yep. what I find funny. So I said, Denver minus two and a half. What did you say? That's, that's what I had to It's Denver minus one. And I think honestly, <laughs> in some ways they think that Jimmy G and I don't know, I don't even know if I, I don't know if I blame them. Jimmy G was he was he like was the universe with 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 Tua playing the the part of Jimmy G better than Jimmy G's ever done. Mm-hmm. Did the universe want to give Jimmy a second chance? Is that what happened today? Is is this poor gentleman from Marshall, Minnesota injured and on a stretcher because of some sort of cosmic one-upsmanship that Jimmy G <laughs> has to undergo now that Tua has played the role of Jimmy G better than Jimmy G himself.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but I will say a couple of things. The this so all jokes aside, this really sucks for Trey Lance. So this will mean that in three years, he's played what like five total competitive football games.
1: And uh, what? Well, uh, yes. Yeah. And and if you count as North Dakota State time,
0: that's where most guessing.
1: of those games are not particularly competitive.
0: Right. Well, if you go all the way back, right? So yeah. Like so he had like,
1: he's like less than a hundred pass attempts when trailing in college. He wasn't even a starter for that long in college. Right. And those those times continue to get further and further away. By the time and he has a broken ankle, everybody knows this. He's out for the season. Like by the time he starts next year, week one, he is going to have had five starts since 2019 like right. that's a really tough thing point. to have uh, three first round picks invested in
0: so yeah I mean this is I guess my question like they're going to keep Jimmy G now they're going to play him this season when they win the Super Bowl that's going to be very hard for them to get rid of Jimmy G. I like this is super interesting like I really I mean uh, you know Again, let's assume they don't win the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, but they make it to the playoffs with Jimmy G and the crappy ass NFC. Trey Lance is going to come back. I'd assume they're going to, you know, they're going to give him a shot. But at that point, like, how much do you have to see from Trey Lance? Because then you're going to have to make a decision on him very shortly thereafter. I mean, he's basically going to be a rookie, but with with a. What a couple of years left before you got to make a decision on him. So, man, I, the 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 deck is really stacked against this investment in Trey Lance actually working out. Um, you know, as sad as that is, um, I can't believe it's one. I was really thinking this would be two and a half, and we were going to do a Falcons Niners teaser, and it was going to be fantastic. But th- you know what this says, Eric. This says that the market thinks Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett suck. And I don't know if they're wrong. Uh,
1: our friend Mitchell Schwartz on Twitter today noticed that the home crowd for the Denver Broncos yes, is chanting was down the the play clock to help their offense. Yeah, that was I mean, look, special. And I'm not saying that Pete Carroll's right. And look, their team's dog shit. And they had four running backs on a field just so that DJ Does Dallas can throw an interception to Trevarius Ward. That is a mess. However, (laughs) however, I think Pete Carroll had at least a little bit of a point about Russell Wilson, right? There's a reason why the the Let Russ Cook events only happen for like six weeks. I'm not saying like, and, and there are situations where like neither party's right and some, both parties have a point. Like, that was a situation maybe where neither party was right. But Pete Carroll had some points about Russell Wilson. I'll just say that. Yeah,
0: maybe. I still think it's too early. You know, it's just, it's a lot of new pieces. It really is a lot of new pieces, right? You're bringing in a new quarterback, first-time head coach, new head coach. Like, I think you've got to give him a little time here. Um, and I don't know. I, I want to be – I think, you know, I don't know Nathaniel Hackett personally. I know him, I feel like well enough based on what I've heard, what I've read, you know, whether it be people in the league, whether it be people that we work with, that he's a great person who knows his shit. And as much as I think that Russell Wilson is a huge cornball, and I think like he's a joke, he has been a very good football player. I'm going to give them a couple more weeks if it is the middle of the season and they still can't figure it out, then yes, like let's write them off. But, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna withhold judgment for now. That's my official stance in the Denver Broncos. And I'm pissed that this isn't a teaseable line because I mean, I guess we could still tease it, but you'd like to get through seven, obviously. Um, that sucks. Okay. Uh we have one game left. Actually, you know what's interesting? Maybe we can find a book where it is two and a half because uh super Jeff Sherman tweeted out Denver minus two and a half. Okay. So let's see if we I can I do see it.
1: a two and a half on my on my offshore. Oh. Um so is that a T okay. Well, so let's look. So we're gonna go fighting Jimmy G's plus eight and a half with Atlanta plus eight.
0: I see that at two and a half as well.
1: Okay. Well, that, that's our, that's our Wong. I I, look, if, if loving this is Wong, I don't want to be right. This is my Wong teaser of, of the night here. Um,
0: Jesus Lord in heaven. That was incredible. I thank God, we only have one game left and that is the Monday night game where Cooper Rush will be playing Spider-Man meme with Daniel Jones as they play one another in New York slash New Jersey. Um, I have the New York football Giants minus two and a half in this game. What about you?
1: That's what I had as well. It looks like it's basically two and a half. So pinnacle minus three plus 105 for the Giants. Giants 2-0. and Giants have the easiest schedule in the NFL this year.
0: And it just got easier. Yeah. Got easier because they get to play. uh, get
1: to play Dallas at least once without Prescott. Although, look, Cooper Rush is 2-0. and
0: Cooper Rush is 2-0, and and according to Phil Simms, not much of a drop-off between Dak Prescott and and Cooper Rush, and I guess he was vindicated uh, by this performance. Um, Yeah, I don't have a whole lot on that game. Okay, so that is week three. As you guys all know, we're going to write up our favorite early bets. You will find that on pff.com when you uh, either are listening to this on Monday or when you wake up in the morning. Uh, so you can go check it out on pff.com and the pff app go download that leave us a five-star review with your favorite take or um, a joke we would love a good joke we'll read it on the podcast if we can find it on the app store reviews Um, as usual share this podcast with your buddies make sure that you guys start guessing the lines as well with us on sundays enjoy uh, the entire season together in the early morning hours or if you're blessed enough to be on the west coast at a normal human hour Uh, but we thank you guys for hanging out and we will see you guys and girls on wednesday evening peace